you want to make use of their time and ask them really good questions. So don't, for example, sit down and say, how do you work with clients? You know, you can get loads of advice for that on the internet that you should be Googling and not, you know, this person doesn't have to tell you that in person for it to be useful. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name's Charlie. Today, we thought we'd talk about networking. And that sounds really like old school businessy, doesn't it? <laughs> but a little bit. I think that networking is still super important and relevant in this day and age. We just do things a little bit differently than the old school, like handing out a business card at a conference type thing. So... Yeah, we thought we'd talk about our approach to networking today and give you some tips for perhaps if you feel like this is an area you need to work on. First though, Fem, you've been in Mexico. So Mm -hmm. how was your trip? It was really good. Mexico was colder than I was expecting, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I when I was packing, I was I was I was so unsure. I was like, should I bring jackets? Should I bring tank tops? It was it was kind of confusing. And when I got there, I realized that it was a little bit colder than I was expecting. But apart from that, it was a lot of fun. I was there on a work trip, so I was there with a couple of colleagues, and we had a super good time. We were there for about a week. Uh, we had a little bit of trouble getting home because there was a snowstorm in Amsterdam, and so oh getting back to Amsterdam was a little bit of a mission because KLM was cancelling a lot of flights. So it was it was good. I'm glad to like finally be back because it was sort of like a two day mission to get back. But yeah, it was a really nice time. We learned a lot. We got the results that we were hoping to get. So. Yeah, it was it was really good. Now I'm just sort of glad to be back here in Amsterdam. Uh, I I think, I mean it's it's pretty close to Christmas now. This is coming out on Christmas week, basically this this episode. And I've been thinking since I got back, sort of what I want to do for the rest of the year, which I know is only like you know, a week left, basically, <laughs> a week or two left. And I, I'm just going to take it slow, I think. I decided that there's only a couple of weeks left. It's cold. It's Christmassy. I just want to spend time with my friends and family and just sort of chill for the rest of the year and, and come back next year feeling super refreshed. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a smart decision. I am think I'm going to be doing that from like the 21st is when we head away to New Zealand mm-hmm. for Christmas. And I'm making sure I get everything done before then. So I guess it's not really taking it easy when you just do the same amount of work but fit it into a smaller time span. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to feel nice to have, you know, days and days off in a row. So I'm really looking forward Mm. to that. Have you like pre-planned all of your content for while you're away or are you just going to kind of freestyle it while, while you're over there? Oh, no, fam, it is all planned. Uh, uh-huh, a lot course, of it is filmed. Course. I think there is one more video that I need to film. And then I have not edited them all, but, you know, at least there's videos filmed yeah, yeah. that I can edit. And I'm hoping to edit most of them and, like, have them uploaded ready to just put live on YouTube before I go would be the ideal. But, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got we'll a lot of plain time that you can use editing videos. Yes, very good point. A lot of plain time, yeah. in fact. For those who <laughs> don't know, like traveling from Europe to New Zealand takes, what what would you say, like on average around close to 40 hours or so? Yeah, I would say total travel time, like including getting to the airport and things. It's, a, like, it's like two full days, really, of travel. It's, yeah. it's a long time. Easily. So it's a lot of time you can you can use editing your videos, I suppose. 
That's a good point. So maybe I don't need to worry about getting them all edited before I go. I should probably take that pressure off myself. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. But oh, that's so cool that you're going to New Zealand. I am very jealous. I've gone back to New Zealand the last two summers and this summer is sort of the first time that we're not going back since we moved away. So it's a little bit sad, but I hear that the weather down there is like absolutely killer right now. So I'm sure you're going to have a great time. Yeah, I'm really like excited to get to the warmth. It's made me appreciate the cold a little bit, I guess, because I know that I only have to endure it for another, you know, couple more weeks and then I'll be away. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, I hope you have a really good time. You can tell us all about it when you get back. Yeah, I will. And I actually, I think we're going to record an episode while I'm out there. So there'll be a, a cross-hemisphere recording of Design Ooh, Life. <laughs> so Ooh. cool. Should we get into today's topic? Yeah, networking. networking. Um, Hang on a second. Let me just find, because this was actually recommended to us by a community member. Wait, requested to us. Requested of us? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what it's you mean. It's early. Okay, so it was Zach. And Zach said, I'd love an episode about networking and making connections when you're in school or when you've graduated or just anyone, I guess. I hear time and time again about how important it is, but I've never had anyone go over what to ask or how to get involved in events with networking. Any advice would be appreciated. So when I first read this uh, question from Zach, my response was, well, this is difficult because I feel like I don't really network. And then I realized that I do, just not in the traditional sense, like I said at the start. What do you think, Fem? What's your like thoughts on networking? Yeah, I mean, I always kind of felt like networking was some sort of cringy or dirty word. And it's probably similar to how you you sort of originally thought about it, which is, oh, you like go to events and you give out your business card and you make like, you know, business relationships. And I sort of have over the years kind of pushed that mentality aside and just taken it way more lightly. I think if you take it a lot less seriously, you can actually enjoy it a lot more. And so now I kind of take networking more as like, making friends and most of the most of the friends that I have made have actually been through networking and and thus most of my friends are sort of in the same industry as me you know a lot of them are designers or developers etc and so I don't know I kind of at one point like you I suppose just let my uh, mis- I don't know if misconceptions is the right, is the right word, but let my let my misconceptions about networking wash away and just sort of embrace it more as like let's just let's just go to this event or, or whatever this conference or something and just see if I can make a friend. And I think for me that totally helps take all of the pressure off, like you know trying to make a business relationship with someone or whatever. Yes. And this is how I've come to think of it, like, is that networking for me isn't like making a business contact and like talking business, sharing business cards or whatever. Right. And it's not quite making friends either. It's it's more like making friends that you don't have the like obligation to constantly keep up with their lives or like, you know, see each other a lot. Because I think I think having friends is really important to me and you know having deep relationships with friends there's only so many you can have right like you can't have thousands of actual close friends who you're going to like share everything with no so i guess networking for me is more like building online friends in a way 
even though you might not meet them online, sometimes you meet them in real life at a conference, but it's those friends that you know who they are, you like follow along with their life and like you'll send a congratulatory tweet or whatever when they do something great and maybe you'll meet up if you're in the same city or like, you know, work alongside each other at a coffee shop one day, but you don't have to keep up with absolutely everything that they're doing and like share all your feelings or, or whatever. So that's what I've come around to thinking of it is that, yeah, it's this like, Friendship without the obligation, I suppose. And I really like that. I, I feel like I've made a lot of friends who are actually me networking because of this way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's like you don't have to be Facebook friends with them, right? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like you have to follow each other's lives religiously and update each other on, on how things have been going over the last couple of weeks. But I like what you you mentioned is that sometimes you meet offline and sometimes you meet online and I think mm. we've always sort of at least I have always thought of networking in the traditional sense of like physically meeting someone like making a business contact at an event or something like that but actually now now that I'm thinking about it a lot of the the people that I've sort of made these relationships with and networked with has been online and a lot of it has been through Twitter some of it has been through private communities uh, but yeah, I mean, I value the the people that I network with and meet online just as much, sometimes if not more, than those that I network with offline. Yes, totally agreed. And when you were naming like where you met these people, I just wanted to ask, I was like, how many from LinkedIn, Fem? <laughs> uh, zero, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, actually, no, that's not true. One. Ooh. Uh, okay, well, I take back my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, someone got in touch with me on LinkedIn who went to Massey University, the same oh, yeah. school that we went to, but lives in Amsterdam. And so oh, cool. she, some, she somehow found me and, you know, the fact that we both live in the same city and went to the same school on the other side of the world was kind of cause for like, let's meet up and have a coffee. You know, that'd be super fun. So yeah, I guess that's one example that I can think of that actually sort of worked out through LinkedIn. Okay, cool. I take it back then. <laughs> but yes, online is where I think I meet most of the people in my network. And I love that because I feel more confident talking to people online. Like I, I don't feel the pressure and the social anxiety that I do in a real life setting at a conference or whatever. And I, my favorite thing is when you follow someone on Twitter for a while and you know, you'll keep up with their work and chat every now and then when there's something topical comes up that they tweet about, but then you see them at a conference or at an event and you get to talk in real life and make that real life connection. That's one of my favorite things. And that's when I feel mm -hmm. like your, your like relationship can be taken to a whole new level and yeah, you're just going to be more connected from now on because you had that in-person conversation as well as the online, like getting to know each other beforehand. Mm -hmm. So question, how much then do you sort of force networking with someone versus letting it happen naturally? Because I feel like sometimes when I'm, especially let's talk about physical networking for a moment, especially when I'm at an event or something like that, I feel like this pressure of you should go and talk to someone, like make the most of this opportunity. There's probably someone in this room who is really cool or that you could get along with or learn something from. But sometimes I'm just, you know, even though I, I'm a relatively confident extrovert kind of person, sometimes I'm just not really in the mood, you know, like I, I would rather just sit in the corner by myself and enjoy the event alone. So, I mean, 
yeah, like how, what's, what do you think about that? Well, you know me in my introversion <laughs> and I'm definitely more in the camp of sitting and enjoying the event by myself, but definitely over the past few years, because I suppose I have had a few like off chances of meeting some really cool people at conferences or meetups, I've been trying to put myself out there more, like really forcing myself to be confident and just talk to the person sitting next to me. You know, that's usually how it goes. I don't really like sweep the room and like try and find the most interesting person or whatever. <laughs> Mostly I'll just sit down and really just hope that the person sitting next to me is, you know, someone who's going to be good to talk to. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. And that's just how it goes. But I'm always proud of myself when I actually pluck up the nerve to speak to a stranger, especially when I go to events by myself, which does often happen uh, here in London. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my approach to in-person networking. But I honestly do find that like it's more of a it's more networking for me when it starts online first because then I already have a way to keep up with them and like we've already gotten to know each other and we're already following each other so we're already in contact you know and so yeah that that's where it usually goes for me although there has been some times when I've met someone at a conference and then we followed each other on Twitter and you know kept up after that. And how important do you think it is to sort of network with someone before actually meeting up with them if you know what I mean like I've had uh, uh, situations where people have like out of the blue sort of contacted me because they've noticed that I'm in their city or they're in my city or whatever and sort of you know wanted to meet up and and chat but I've never heard of this person before or like they only just recently followed me. And sometimes I, I struggle a little bit with that because I want to be nice and sort of offer my time and and talk to this person. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't really know you yet. You know, we, we, we're uh, still at base one, if you know what I mean. And I don't yet know if it's sort of worth my time to to meet and connect with you. Yeah, this happens to me too all the time. And I am never going to meet up with someone if I we haven't had a conversation online first, because not to be rude, but I don't want to waste my time, you know, and I want to know that you are a person who, I don't know, maybe you have the same morals as me or whatever. Maybe we're interested in the same things. I'm not going to go out of my way to go meet a stranger at a coffee shop when I have no idea, like, what our common ground is, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, I've met up, definitely met up with people before who have we've had conversations on Twitter and they've watched my videos or whatever. And then they've been like, Hey, I'm in London. You want to meet up? And because we've talked before and because I vaguely know who they are, or they probably know a lot more about me because if they've watched my videos, but yeah, then I'll meet up with them. And I think that's great, but always making that in person, uh, sorry, <laughs> the opposite of what I just said, <laughs> always making that online connection first before you mm -hmm. meet in person, I think is a good idea for both parties. Um, you know, you want to respect the person's time that you're reaching out to. If, if there's someone that you really want to meet up with, the first thing you message them can't be, hey, I'm coming to your city. Let's have coffee because you're a stranger to them. Like, why would they do that? So just, you know, reality check. Keep that in mind if you're reaching out to someone and perhaps warm them up as a lead first, you know, if we're going to talk in cheesy sales <laughs> terms and respond to their tweets, like engage in conversation with them and that, that'll let them know that you're a real person who's like not a creep and you're interested in the same things. So that'll be make them more open to meeting up if, if that's what you're interested in doing. Yeah. And I think this kind of brings up a good point, which is that like 
I think it's good to sort of always be networking because you never know when it's going to come in handy, right? Like, you know, people come and visit London all of a sudden and then it's it's way more beneficial if you've already been talking to people that are there maybe for, for a while leading up to your trip or something like that rather than just arriving there and then suddenly thinking, oh, maybe now I should see uh, who lives in London that I could maybe connect with that I've never talked to before. And so I think that's something that I kind of, I guess I consciously sort of do it is just always keeping in touch with people, seeing who who's around that maybe is worth getting to know a little bit more. And so that in the future, if I one day maybe do end up in their city or we do coincidentally end up at the same conference, there is that common ground there to, to talk to them and to you know have a reason to meet up with them. This brings up a good, really good point, I think, that I want to dive into a bit more about intentions when networking, because like you just said then, I'm networking all the time. And now that I think about it, I am too, because I'm always looking out for interesting, like cool, creative people to follow on Twitter, because that's, you know, my main place that I gather the people that I follow, I guess. Um, and I guess I'm always reaching out to them. If, if I think someone's cool on Twitter, I'm not just going to follow them silently. I'm going to like reply to a tweet and like try and have a conversation. And I think that that's a good, not to like pat myself on the back, but I think it's a good way to go about networking because my intention is just to like surround myself with cool, inspiring, motivated people like throughout my life. Like I'm not following them because I'm thinking, oh, one day this person can help me get this job. Yeah. So I'm going to follow them now, (laughs) you know, like I think networking is definitely about both give and take. It, it can never be that, hey, let's meet up because I've got this thing that I'm working on and I'd love to pick your brain on it, you know, or, you know, basically I want your advice, I want your feedback and not offering anything to them in return. And that's why I like the comparison that you made at the start, Fem, about networking being more about friendship because friendship is like a, an equal footing thing, right? Where you're both just enjoying each other's company and conversation and time. And I think that's the most successful networking is when you have a mutual admiration of each other, I guess, or at least a mutual interest to share that you can talk about. So it sounds like we both use Twitter as sort of our go-to place for following people online and networking and forming these kind of friendships. What advice I get, like I want to talk a little bit about or speak to the people who maybe aren't on Twitter or don't use Twitter, how maybe we could encourage them to network and form these relationships online. And I think what what I would suggest is, I mean, you've obviously got other social media platforms. Like I know that some people are really into Instagram and make friends that way. I personally haven't, you know, made a friendship or networked with anyone through Instagram, but I know that some people do. And I think another way that you could network online is through online communities. And I definitely met a lot of friends or made a lot of good connections through the Sean West community that we were both part of a couple of years ago. And like, for example, Austin Saylor met through the community. Then we met in real life at a conference. And then he also came to stay with me in Amsterdam. You know, those three sort of things that all happened within probably about the space of a year or a year and a half. So if, if you're not the sort of social media type, then I definitely would recommend finding some sort of online community where you can find people that are like-minded to you or maybe in the same industry. And I think that's another really good way to form these kind of networking relationships. Yeah, totally. Because 
the difficult thing about Twitter sometimes is to find the right people to follow. I don't know about you, but I never really look at the Twitter recommended oh, list because no, no. I just assume <laughs> it's not going to be any good for me. So mostly I find new people to follow through, I don't know, discovering their videos and then finding out if they're on Twitter or a friend tweets about them or something like that. But online communities is like a concentrated space where people who you're probably going to have a mutual interest with are already gathered. So yeah, that, that is a good idea. And you're right, we made a lot of great connections in the Sean Wes community and then took those connections out of the community as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really important to, yeah, network not just in one space, but try and expand that relationship. Yeah. And Another thing that I've sort of done a little bit of, and this one is sort of a little bit more more up to chance, is to sort of piggyback off a friend. Like maybe a friend that you have has a really good connection with someone that you want to get to know or, or someone in the industry. And I've done that a couple of times with my boyfriend, Owen, who has a lot of connections in the tech industry. And every time we go to San Francisco, he sets up dinners with these people that are high up at Twitter or whatever. And I kind of just piggyback and I'm like, oh, can I come along? And and then, you know, I get to meet this person and we have a dinner and then we sort of stay connected online. So that's maybe another way if if you're not super into the either online communities or the social media is, you know, have a look at the people close around you or the friends that you currently have or people that you already know in the industry and, and take a look at who they're interacting with. And maybe there's a chance for you to also sort of jump on onto that bandwagon yeah that's good advice and obviously you never want to use people so make sure that your friend is on board with you bring them along you know i'm sure owen never feels like you're using him for his connections (laughs) no at least i hope not (laughs) yeah i'm sure he doesn't yeah i'm heading away to san francisco early next year and uh, i'm going by myself and i'm definitely planning on meeting up with people there there's two engineers who work at patreon that i'm really excited to meet and i keep talking about them and i sound like a fangirl um, <laughs> by Uko and jarvis <laughs> but yeah they're really cool we follow each other on twitter and yeah they both watched my videos and then i found them and saw that they made awesome videos so we're gonna meet up and i just love that like that's what i love about networking and i never really thought that i would say i loved anything about networking <laughs> but it's that you can really connect with people who live in a different city and a different situation to you and have common ground and learn from each other, you know, and just, yeah, enjoy each other's company and conversation. I think that's really cool. Um, Networking for me at university was not something that was top of mind. What would you, would you say was for you, Fem? Uh, No. (laughs) All I was worried about is handing in my assignments on time. Yeah, I wish that I'd paid more attention to like the design community and networking while I was in university because I I do sometimes feel like I got a bit of a late start and really only started networking with designers, I suppose, once I joined Zero and joined the world of tech because obviously tech people are all over the internet and, you know, they're all about that online networking. But I wish that when I was in university, I had paid more attention to designers online and had gone along to meetups and things like that. I don't think I ever went to a design meetup or event while while I was studying. Um, so I definitely recommend if you are to start that early. Yeah, I think it's really hard when you're a student because, and and I'm not saying that this is true, but I I had this feeling and I think a lot of students also have this feeling of that 
you're not a real designer yet until you sort of mm. graduate, right? And so therefore, at least I felt like I didn't deserve to be at these design events that were happening in my community. I felt like, oh, those were for real designers or real professional people actually working in the field. And so, you know, no one's going to take me seriously as a little design student being at those events. But I think that's completely wrong. And I sort of regret that I, I thought that way because I purposefully didn't go to these events because of these feelings. And so I would definitely recommend, especially if you're a student, go to these events. You know, that's where you're going to meet industry people. You know, maybe eventually you'll find a mentor or you can ask someone for advice and you can network with people and form these relationships. And that could be hugely beneficial to you when it eventually comes to graduating and looking for a job. So I think networking sometimes is even especially more important if you're a student than if you're already some someone working in the field. Yeah, I think so too. And I like what you said there. You said eventually find a mentor and make these connections because I don't think you can expect to go along to one meetup and suddenly be like part <laughs> of the fold and like have this mentor and have this group of people that you're in a mastermind with. You know, that's not how it works. Perhaps the first meetup that you go to will be seeing who's speaking or, you know, who's the featured guests or whatever. And then you'll know who to follow on Twitter and you'll be able to find more connections through them. And perhaps you'll talk to one person who might take an interest in your studies or whatever and might give you one little piece of advice that's really useful. I think networking is about bits and pieces of value. Like it's not um, perhaps proportional to the amount of time you put into it all the time. Like you go along to a meetup for two hours, perhaps you get... 15 minutes worth of someone's time that was really useful to you, but mm -hmm. it will be worth it because of the connections that you'll make and, you know, because you're going to build on that over time. So, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to say to keep your expectations in check that you can't expect to go along and suddenly know everybody. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And sometimes it's actually good, I think, to cherry pick. So some, yeah, sometimes sure. if I'm going to an event before I go, I might look at the guest list or something like that and maybe, you know, look a few of the people up online and see who they, who they are and what they do. And sometimes I do go intentionally to these events with, you know, someone in mind that I want to at least meet or, you know, at least ask them a question or something like that and see if something comes out of it. So I think sometimes in cases it is worth maybe doing a little bit of pre-research rather than leaving it up to chance once you get there, depending on the event, obviously. Like usually if I'm going to a conference, I'll I'll usually make, make the effort to see who else is going or do a bit of research on who would be good to meet there. And also, because often when I go to a conference, it's in a different city, is I also intentionally will sort of announce I suppose that I'm going to this city so that you know maybe there's someone that in the woodwork that uh, pops up and is like oh it'd be great to meet you there and I'm and then I'm like oh yeah I, f I forgot that you live in the city or whatever so it's I think it's also nice if you're traveling I usually sort of announce that I'm going to be in this place just in case there's anyone around that's worth meeting yeah I like that I'm, I definitely do that too it doesn't always work out often people don't reply no, but that's yeah, okay no. it's worth a try yeah <laughs> I like what you said about having a particular person to meet and then a particular question in mind you want to ask them as well. I think that's really important mm -hmm. when you're perhaps on the lower footing of this networking relationship, when this person's more experienced than you, more advanced in their career than you, you don't want to waste their time. And so if you do happen to, you know, you go along to a meetup trying to meet this person or perhaps if they like 
grant you the like honor of going out for coffee with you you know you want to make use of their time and ask them really good questions so don't for example sit down and say how do you work with clients <laughs> you know you can get loads of advice for that on the internet that you should be googling and not you know this person doesn't have to tell you that in person for it to be useful I think the questions the way you're going to get the most value is when it's about a particular situation that you're in and a particular experience. So like, hey, I had this client do this and this was how the project went. How would you have dealt with that situation? You know, is a much more like engaging and much better question to ask that you're going to get more value out of too. So yeah, be respectful of people's time and and be intentional with the questions that you ask them. Does that make sense, fam? Yeah, it made sense. It, rather than just sort of I don't know. I, I guess it's pretty easy to start wasting people's time without realizing it. And so it's always good to sort of have that intention up front or have something in mind that you want to talk about or ask them. And also, I like what you said about being specific. There's so many times where I've had people contact me wanting to meet up to talk about freelancing, for example. And I'm just sort of like, you know, can you be a bit more specific? Because I really have to give up my time to meet with you. And I'd rather it be specific. Like you can find a lot about freelancing, first of all, online and be from all the articles that I've written too. So mm. it is it is good to be specific and be intentional with your question. Yeah, exactly. I think this was good to talk about, Fem, because Honestly, before reading Zach's question, I hadn't really considered myself as a networker, but now I think I'm actually not too bad at it, you know, <laughs> which is pretty good for an introvert to say. Like, I make a lot of connections on Twitter and I always, you know, there's just always going to be people that you feel more drawn to than others, right? And that you just really want to meet when, when you see them talking and the things they talk about, the things they're interested in. And I feel like I'm really good at picking out those people and you know, intentionally trying to make more of a connection with them. There's only been a couple of times that I've really tried and, and failed at that, you know. So, yeah, this this was good. Any last words of advice you want to share about networking? I think, like with anything, good things take time. And sort of what we talked about it's near the beginning of this episode is, you know, if, if you just reach out to someone out of the blue, like asking for their time, there's a high chance that they're going to decline. So, you know... I'm not saying that you should schmooze them or warm them up or anything, but just keep in mind that it takes time to form these relationships or these friendships with people and asking someone for their time, whether it's in-person meeting or a call or even just having a conversation over Twitter about something, you know, is, is a big ask. And so I would recommend to, to keep that in mind and to take things slow. Gosh, it sounds like I'm talking about like, a relationship with yeah but you kind of are you know <laughs> um but yeah I, th that is what I would recommend you know I've had people reach out to me totally out of the blue asking for an hour of my time and I'm sorry but I'm just not going to give it to you I have no idea who you are you just followed me an hour ago you know it's not very convincing and so take take the time to either get to know someone or talk to them a little bit before asking for their time I think that's sort of what I would recommend as a takeaway yeah, I like that advice. And also coming back to the intention as well, people will be able to tell from a mile away if all you want is their like yeah. help to get to the next level if you want to use their connection that they have or whatever. Uh, people aren't going to be interested in that. So make sure that your your intentions are to get to really know this person and because you admire them and you know you think they can help. So yeah, go out there and network, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's really scary, but I think once you do it the first couple of times, it comes to you a little bit more naturally after a while. 
Yeah, even if you are a socially anxious introvert like me. <laughs> if Charlie can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral of this episode. Uh, not that this whole episode has been a lead up to a big ad for our community. No. But, I mean, our community is kind of a great place to meet people who are interested in design inside projects. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably are too. Um, you can join at designlife.fm slash community. It's a monthly membership and we'd love to have you. And if you want to chat with us on Twitter, we are also there. So you can follow us on Twitter at DesignLifeFM. Another little bit of news is that this podcast is going to be taking a slight break over the holiday period, right, Charlie? Yes, that is correct. So this is actually our last episode for 2017, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so we will be back the first week of January. So the Christmas week and the New Year week, there'll be no podcast episode, but we will be back after then. So we'll see you then and hope you have a good holiday season and see you in 2018. See you in 2018. Bye, Charlie. Bye.